Welcome to the Mavens of Motherhood podcast, a place to let go of shame, guilt, and the unrealistic expectations placed on moms. I'm your host, Ella, and I reclaim wellness for mothers. I am a mom of three, yoga teacher, and maternal wellness coach. I am a survivor of postpartum depression and have experienced the loss of identity, overwhelm, and anxiety that so many mothers today face. Here's what I believe. Being a mom does not mean being a martyr. You matter, mama, and deserve to feel well. Through honest conversations, relatable stories, and expert interviews with mavens in maternal wellness, this is a space for you to learn, grow, and be encouraged to keep prioritizing you. Tired of the narrative that motherhood means self-sacrifice? That everyone's needs come before yours? Well, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. There is a way to find realistic wellness in motherhood. Let me show you. In my maternal wellness group coaching program, Mama Mastermind, we explore these feelings of martyrdom in motherhood and mindset. In Mama Mastermind, you connect with other moms on the same journey that you are in each week and encourage each other along the way. Our next group session starts soon. Sign up today. Check out the show notes of this episode for more information. Your new best mom friends are waiting for you. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I'm with Dr. Hannah Strom. She is a pelvic floor physical therapist and yoga teacher and a really good friend of mine. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Thanks, Ella. Yeah, it's great to be here and I'm super excited. I know we've been talking about doing or at least being on a podcast for a while. Um, So just excited to talk a little bit more about the pelvic floor. I know this little dream of mine, I've been (laughs) opening up to Hannah about how I wanted to do this for so long. So of course, you had to be one of the first guests that we could have a conversation about the amazing work that you're doing for women and men and anybody with a pelvis, really, but how um, you also just... Um, incorporate so many mindfulness practices too within your therapy work and how different you approach physical therapy too. And I just really appreciate that. Can you tell us a little bit about you um, and the work that you're doing in your business, like your big why? Yeah, so I am a pelvic floor physical therapist. So What that means is I am a physical therapist first, so I help people with pain, dysfunction, mobility issues throughout their body, and on top of that, I help people primarily with pelvic floor dysfunction, so people who are having pain in their pelvis, um, pain with movement or intimate activities, um, challenges during pregnancy or healing after having a baby. But I also help people who want to optimize their pelvic health. So um, creating a more strong and resilient pelvic floor and core system so they can get through pregnancy or heal um, in postpartum and you know, do the things that they love to do. So I primarily treat people 
um, again, who want to optimize their, their pelvic floor, their pelvic health, but also people who have bowel, bladder, and sexual dysfunction. So that really encompasses a lot of the work that I do. But before I was a pelvic PT, I was a yoga instructor and I still teach yoga um, now, but a lot of what I do in my work as a PT is incorporate practices from yoga, like restorative yoga, vinyasa yoga, meditation, and mindfulness to help people heal from, you know, different issues that are going on in their body. So that's a lot of my work as a pelvic PT, um, but as a, um, I'm also a business owner. So I have been running a practice for about the last seven months now, which has been amazing. Um, so I own a practice called Awake Pelvic Health and Wellness. And um, I see people out of my clinic as well as out of their home. And it's just been really fun to be able to offer kind of that, that next high quality level of care um, to my patients. So I'm just really excited to be, be doing that and um, doing a lot more work within the community. Yeah, and you're for those that don't know. I mean, I I would say knowing some information about the pelvis is pretty common. Most people know what a pelvis is, like where that is in your body. But a pelvic floor might be a new word for you. Um, can you explain what area of the body this is? What the pelvic floor is? Um, and what we're talking about here. So the pelvic floor is a really awesome area of the body. Of course, I'm a little biased. <laughs> we all have a pelvic floor. So no matter who you are, you do have a pelvic floor. Um, it's just, we don't, we don't see it. We're not able to actually see these muscles, but they're there. So if you imagine your pelvis, so you have the front of your pelvis where your pubic bone is and the back of your pelvis where your sacrum is. And then on the bottom, you have your sitting bones. If you imagine those four different corners or those four spots, you have this layer of muscle that sits kind of like a hammock from your pubic bone to your tailbone and from sitting bone to sitting bone. And these muscles provide support for your pelvic organs. They provide stability for the joints of your pelvis. They um, help with pressure management throughout your system. So meaning your pelvic floor muscles work with your core muscles. Um, so they're always working to help provide stability, strength, and function. Um, and they are just a big part of our system. And we usually just have no clue that they're there um, until maybe there's something going wrong. Maybe we're having some bowel or bladder issues, urinary leaking, um, pain or prolapse. Then you might start to realize, oh, okay, there's something, there's something there. But for the most part, it's this really resilient area of our body that that's doing work for us all day long. And we have no clue. Yeah. And one of the most common reasons why people go into nursing homes, um, is actually urinary incontinence and it's really common in our society and it is an issue and I think it stems then into like your life if you're not able to control some of these bodily functions it's like be feeling out of control in your life that's that's hard that's I mean that's what mm -hmm. it's all about like being able to control like being able to poop and pee and when you sneeze like you don't leak a little bit or having 
um, comfortable sex and less pain with menstruation or even ways to um, holistically manage um, what's so it's endometriosis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there it is. Um, that's something that Hannah provides you and helps you to be proactive so that it isn't an issue later on in life. Um, and also through pregnancy and postpartum, that's when a lot of this comes up for women. Um, for me, I didn't notice my pelvic floor really until I was pregnant. I had heard it in yoga classes before. My favorite yoga teacher, um, maybe you know her, Nora, uh, from St. Paul in Minneapolis. She's amazing. But she was always saying, Mula Banda, lift, engage your Mula Banda. Um, Mula Banda is basically like an energy lock in your body, of your pelvic floor. And I kind of knew what that was, but didn't really until I was pregnant and postpartum and I started working with a PT. Yeah, definitely. And I think that is one thing if we are yogis, we've heard those different terms like um, Uddiyana Banda, which is that kind of deep engagement of your navel center or your abdominal muscles. And then that Mula Banda, which is that engagement or contraction or lift upward of your pelvic floor muscles. And um, so it is kind of cool to see those different like um, translations from yoga to the PT world to the movement world and how it really is all interconnected. Um, so I, I've just had a lot of fun with, with seeing those relationships as I've been working as a PT. Yeah. And for you listeners, another common um, word that you might've heard in your life is a Kegel. And that was one of the words that I had heard prior to really understanding the pelvic floor. And a Kegel, can you explain what a Kegel is and um, your thoughts around that? So a Kegel is a pelvic floor muscle contraction. So meaning if you imagine the muscles of your pelvic floor, kind of where they sit and think about, you know, the vaginal opening or, um, you know, holding back urine. So it's that kind of squeeze of those pelvic floor muscles and also like a squeeze and a lift up. So as if you were holding back um, urine and squeezing up or picking up a blueberry and squeezing around it, that is essentially what a Kegel is or like you're trying to hold back, um, you know, trying to hold back gas. That's another way that you can think of that. So if you try that on your own, you might feel just a little sense of like a contraction or a lifting at those muscles um, around, around your pelvic floor region. And so a Kegel has traditionally been um, this exercise that's been prescribed to people who are thought to have a weak pelvic floor. So, you know, commonly it was like, if you have any sort of urinary incontinence or urinary leaking, we'll just do Kegels, do pelvic floor contractions every single day, and that should resolve your urinary incontinence. But we know that um, not everyone has a weak pelvic floor that has pelvic floor problems. So our pelvic floor muscles um, need to be both strong, but also have good resiliency and range of motion. So we don't want to just create a Kegel and tighten our pelvic floor all day long because that's not a functional muscle. A functional muscle can relax and contract and do its job well for many different tasks that we need it to. 
So imagine your bicep muscles, a good bicep curl, you start all the way at the bottom, you curl all the way up, and then go all the way back down. So a resilient or functional pelvic floor is able to fully contract and fully relax. But what the problem is, is without having a thorough pelvic floor muscle examination to really check how your muscles are working, if you have a tight pelvic floor that is just kind of you know, being held in a contracted position day after day, and you're doing Kegels on top of that, then that's not going to be super helpful for your pelvic floor function. That could actually make your pain or your leaking or prolapse symptoms worse. So that's why it's really important to to recognize that our pelvic floor doesn't work in isolation. It works with many muscle groups. And knowing if your pelvic floor is weak or strong or maybe too tight or too contracted will be a really helpful thing for you to, to know kind of what exercises to do to actually help your pelvic floor function better for you. Mm-hmm. And you can even um, see that in other muscles, like my traps or like my neck muscles, whenever they're too t- tight or tense or too strong, right? They, they um, are hard to the touch and they aren't able to function. They usually have more pain and discomfort. Um, I'm like, I need to get a massage or Graham, can you rub my shoulders? Like, oh, they hurt so bad. So thinking about muscles in that way is so common but then when you think about your pelvic floor is also a muscle in your body it just helps it to like for me understand how it functions a little bit more oh it's just like a bicep or it's just like my neck muscle it can also have tension and tightness or scar tissue or um, be too strong or have that tension that now is creating weakness and pain in a different way than um it's just not functioning correctly, right? Versus it being um, needing to necessarily be trained, right? Right, yeah. So it, I really do like that example of the upper traps because our pelvic floor muscles function like any other muscle group, our glutes, our traps, our biceps. They can, they can get tight, they can get painful, they can have trigger points. Um, and so if... If that is the case in those muscles, which sometimes it's hard to know because we can't see or ret- or easily just feel those different tissues, um, then you know, then we can continue living with dysfunction and not really know it. And so that's kind of where this idea of like the myth of the Kegel comes in, because like I kind of mentioned before, we're, we've probably all heard you know the phrase of "do your Kegels." But if we're just doing these movements without any context to them or understanding if that'll actually benefit us in some way, then it it might not always be the most helpful thing. Um, So that's kind of where working with like a pelvic floor physical therapist could come in super helpful for you because we're trained to do a really thorough assessment and evaluation of those muscles, you know, both in the context of different symptoms or issues that might be going on for you, um, and then understanding how those muscles are functioning in your individual body so we can give you that really good plan of care to help change those tissues, change their coordination, improve their function, improve their abilities. Yeah. And I think a part of this is just the taboo around it all. Like it's hard to admit that when I sneeze, I pee a little bit or 
when I have sex, it's painful, or these moments that happen um, less frequently in life, right? It's not like you're walking around with a tight neck all day. It's like a moment happens and you realize, oh, wow, this isn't necessarily normal, but maybe it's being normalized in my culture or society, or I'm um, normalizing a common symptom or issue. But really, like, there's another way to live and that there's help and that there's guidance from a pro like Hannah. And um, there's something that you can do beyond Kegels to help your pelvic floor too independently. And I think having that information and education and empowerment on other things that you can do for this region of your body is something that both Hannah and I are really passionate about and um, we've actually created a workshop together, an uh, e-course that you can take on demand and learn more about different yoga movements, exercises, um, the why behind some of this more specifically, um, and just like some good anatomy, like, because getting to know that area just is so helpful because like you said, it's not like as prominent and like out there. It's not, I hate using the word taboo, but it's like not as like, right? The awareness of that area isn't as common. So um, anything else you want to share about that workshop we've done together? So the workshop is really, really great because so much of what I talk about in like an initial physical therapy evaluation in terms of like education and like Ella talked about the anatomy is, is what I talk about with my patients. And so you really get that great education on what this area of your body is, which many of us weren't taught this in health class or weren't taught this from our primary care provider or even our OB-GYN. Um, I think probably so many people out there have gone through pregnancy and postpartum with not really even knowing what their pelvic floor is, not really knowing what, what a Kegel is, or if there's other things they could be doing to help optimize the health of both their core and their pelvic floor. And that's what we dive into here. And we also go through a movement series and different exercises and strategies that you can do that go way beyond Kegels to help you optimize the health and function of your pelvic floor. And these are things you can do for the rest of your life. So there's just a lot of really, really solid, um, you know, information and, and things that we do in that workshop that is beneficial for anyone at any point in their life, whether you've had kids or not, whether you've been pregnant or not, it's just great for any women or any woman out there. Mm-hmm. And what if I, you know, I have done the workshop and um, I'm doing the work, but I'm still finding some of these common symptoms or issues pop up for me. Um, what is it like to work with you and how can I find a pelvic floor PT to help me? Sure. So um, working with a pelvic floor PT is really simple to get started. So um, you could simply Google pelvic floor physical therapy in my area. If you wanted to work with me, you can find me at Awake Pelvic Health and Wellness. And I am in Woodbury. So I do visits at my clinic, um, in-home visits, as well as virtual visits. So lots of different options. So that way you can receive care. And we always start with a, an initial physical therapy evaluation. 
So this gives us time to really dive into your personal concerns or symptoms, or um, if you're coming more for just general like wellness and wanting to learn more about your pelvic floor, um, like a screening, um, we dive into that a little bit more. And then we go into a hands-on assessment. So that could include looking at how you move, your strength, your range of motion. And then with your consent, we'll typically do an internal pelvic floor examination which um, just involves myself doing an examination with a gloved hand, um, gloved finger to actually feel the pelvic floor muscles and have you do some different exercises like contraction, relax, relaxation of your pelvic floor to really determine, okay, what, what is um, happening with your function, coordination, and strength. And that is always, of course, done, done with your, um, your consent. So that's never a requirement of pelvic PT. We can do a lot without doing an internal evaluation as well. So I just encourage you, if you think, you know, there might be something going on um, or you are interested in working with a PT to so just go ahead and do that um, and um, get the care that you need because usually you'll, you'll walk away with so many great tools and ideas and strategies that you can use, um, not just, you know, now, but, but for the rest of your life. Yeah. And usually your pelvic floor PT, correct me if I'm wrong, can also help you and educate, like give you information on how to do it yourself too. So maybe the internal exam isn't something that you feel comfortable with, but they maybe give you direction on how you can properly do it for yourself because, Personally, I felt like that's really where the magic happens. It's kind of like there's only so many stretches I can do for that trap muscle that's really tight in my neck, but going and getting the massage and having someone else's hands on my body, like touching that muscle is so beneficial. Um, so I think, you know, not to discredit like where people are at, like where comfort levels are, I think it's great to stick to what you feel comfortable with, but there is a lot of magic in that work and having that um, outsiders like professional feedback of your muscles is, is great. So I think that's a big differentiator with working with someone that's a pelvic floor PT than just an average physical therapist. Wouldn't you say as well? Yeah, you're totally spot on with that because um, a pelvic physical therapist is required to have a lot more um, education beyond just kind of a um, like an orthopedic physical therapist. We have to do a lot more coursework and a lot deeper dive into this particular region of the body so we can appropriately help you and treat you. And that is the beauty of PT is we're here to help you in person um, or virtually. But then our biggest goal is that you walk away with with things that you can do on your own. So that way um, you've got essentially a toolbox that you can access and utilize whenever you need. So you can do some of the work on your own. Um, and then things that are difficult to do on your own, that's, that's where we step in to help you. So it's a really wonderful way to receive care because we're always working to empower you to um, you know, have the tools that you need for yourself. Yeah. Um, I hope that um, you listeners feel really empowered to like care for this area of your body, like ready to train and stretch and relax and have a functional 
um, pelvic floor and pelvis, just like you would with um, any other area of your body, and that you know that help is there and ready for you when you need it if you run into these common but not normal symptoms. And let's talk about this stuff because this is um, a serious thing that's happening in our world and that we don't want to wait until we have um, a really bad injury or issue to start to start this process is what I'm trying to say. So I, I hope that you check out our Beyond Kegels workshop and learn some more. And I'm excited to have Hannah back on the podcast again. We're going to do lots of episodes. So send us a message on Instagram. She's awake pelvic health on Instagram. No dots or just straight up. I forget. No, it's all good. So awake.pelvichealth on Instagram. Okay. And I'm um, Ella Fran. We really appreciate um, you guys taking the time to listen to this episode. If you liked the episode, please share it with a friend. Are you just not feeling the same down there or curious on how you can optimize your pelvic health? Every woman should have a toolbox for their pelvic health beyond just Kegels. Join Dr. Hannah Strom, pelvic floor physical therapist, and myself for our Beyond Kegels online course for women. We will do a deep dive into the role the pelvic floor plays in our functional daily lives and teach you techniques and tools beyond just Kegels. You will learn more about how your pelvic floor is connected to your breath and the rest of your body. In this course, there is a movement session focusing on breath, posture, strengthening, and mobility to connect everything you learned in the course. Don't wait until you have pelvic floor dysfunction or pain to learn these skills. You can have guidance and support right now in the comfort of your own home. Sign up today at ellafrancisyoga.com slash learn slash beyond dash kegels or check out the show notes of this episode for more information. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mavens of Motherhood podcast. I encourage you to check out the show notes and the discount codes from today's sponsors. If you love the show, please consider supporting it by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or share this episode with a friend. Until next time, don't forget to keep prioritizing you. You matter, mama, and deserve to feel well.